0: So what's happened since our last pod? Uh, a little bit of uh, women's World Cup, the NBA draft, and uh, a whole lot of nothing over the weekend. Yeah, pretty much there was really no sports.
1: But baseball? If, well, yeah, there is baseball. But if you have bad teams like the New York Mets, there is pretty much no sports over the weekend. But I just want to get something off my chest about the World Cup. USA women, incredible. In France, their national team, they're also really, really good. So explain to me why you have two best teams potentially playing in the quarterfinals. I just don't think that FIFA really seeded this properly. You can't have the second-best team play the first-best team in the quarterfinals. That's too early. You should either save it for the semis or the finals, especially the host nation team in France. You don't want – I mean, for – Ticket sales and all that—you can't really have the French team lose. I mean, they're good. You, they're good. You think, you think they're the number two team? Statistic-wise, yes. They didn't lose in the group stages. They had—they were tied with the second-best goal differentials, and they were regarded as the second-best team in the tournament. Yeah, maybe they just have. You're right. They may have the wrong—the wrong people creating the brackets. I'm just saying. And then they also played Brazil in the first round yesterday of the knockout stages. And they did beat Brazil. But Brazil was also a good team. So I just don't know who seeded this bracket. I mean, the quarterfinals is a lot better than having them play in the first. No, that is true. But if you did play in the first, then that would have been a whole different issue. I just think that you can't have the two best teams play off in the second round of the knockout stage. Like, uh, saying if the U.S. women do win today against... Spade. But, which I do see happening. I just, I mean... Well, I
0: don't see them losing.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't see them losing. I'm just, I'm saying like, you're setting up Fran- France versus USA, the two powerhouses of the tournament in the second round of the knockout stages. I just, I just don't think that. I'm, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying that I'm nervous.
0: Maybe they want more eyes sooner. More eyes that, on the game sooner. But to me, that so. makes no
1: sense. You have to have the two best teams either play in the semis or the finals. Yeah, that's why we
0: don't make the schedules. Just like we're not uh just like we're not the GMs of the teams uh that from the NBA who just yeah. uh had that draft uh Thursday night the NBA draft. The mock draft that we that we came up with last week was uh as uh we like to call it uh completely wrong. Yeah, I'd say outside of the top 4 picks, I say it was just a shot in the dark for us. Um that's why I think mock drafts, I don't even know that calling them mock drafts is appropriate anymore. We should just call them uh if I were GMs. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I hope everybody, I hope every team got what they needed and, and, you know, what, I I wish all the best to these, these young guys that are, you know, making their dream come true. So, I mean,
1: speaking about that, there were some surprising picks. There were some eyebrow raising picks there, but there were also some teams that perfectly drafted for the future. And with that being said, who do you think was the biggest winners
0: and losers of this NBA draft? Uh, my biggest winner this year's draft, I have the New Orleans Pelicans, who I almost just called the Hornets. So I um, mean, technically,
1: <laughs> technically speaking, franchise-wise, they but, were at one point. But um, are you saying that just based on
0: Zion? No, I I, I think that you know they, they made some moves and and they got several picks this draft, and they really took a a, a nice you know a nice stronghold on their on their future. Um, they picked up, uh, they picked up Zion at the beginning. They picked up the guard, Nikhil Alexander Walker. So I, I think they really came in with a nice haul in the first round and I'm excited to see what they say, what, the, what they've got to show. They've got a, a lot of potential down there in the big easy and, uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch and they're going to get primetime games because of some of the star power that they have. I mean, other than who else they drafted Jackson
1: Hayes and, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker. When you talk about ticket sales and money, I mean they would have been big winners just with Zion Williamson. That's true. But my biggest winner, I actually, I like what the Hawks did. I mean, they traded up to the fourth pick. They got DeAndre Hunter, and they kept the tenth pick instead of trading it up for the fourth pick. They got Cam Reddish, and I think that Cam Reddish will be a great fit for the Hawks because you the have a gamer. He's a gamer. He's a shooter. You have him playing off Trey Young and Trey Young does all the dirty work, the dribbling uh, separation of the defense. And you just have Cam Reddish there, who's not really a primary ball handler. Just shoot up for the three. And everyone says he's the best pure shooter in the draft and most consistent, not most consistent, but he can develop to be a consistent shooter. And I say you have him there. And DeAndre Hunter, hands down, the best Defender in the in the draft. And I say that you have Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish. You have John Collins. They're set up for the future. And I think they aced this draft. But some teams that aren't set up for the future that we labeled as our biggest losers, I have to go with the Phoenix Suns. I mean, they had the 11th pick, which was originally... Minnesota they traded Minnesota traded up for the Suns original pick which I thought was mind boggling because they should have got at least a point guard in Kobe White since Darius Garland got drafted before them but they traded back and they drafted Cameron Johnson who I think other than Bo Bo had the biggest red flags in the draft I mean he's a great shooter but he's already 23 and he's had injury uh, history throughout his whole career in college but i think cameron johnson 11th pick was just eyebrow raising
0: yeah i've got my my big losers of the draft being the lakers they only had one pick uh they traded away a bunch of picks to get anthony davis they may have won you know won the trade for anthony davis for the immediate term but uh i mean as far as the draft goes I, they only had one pick i don't think they really did a lot to build for their future um, I don't really even know what their future is gonna hold. Um, these these trades still need to go through. It's one of the weird things that, that I think about the NBA. Um, the NFL does free agency much better. Um, you draft after free agency, which just makes sense. Um, you kind of you, you can trade the picks at that point, as opposed to having potential trades. Yeah, because
1: then you don't. Then you draft for team needs, and it's more clear that way. I mean. I do agree that I think free agency should be before the draft.
0: I mean, what what happens if one of these guys, you know, fails a physical and then uh, this trade doesn't end up going through or they have to readjust and then another pick gets... To, and then all of a sudden, this team drafts a player that they don't actually want. Yeah. So, and they're stuck with him because they, they assumed this pick was getting traded. But something, some sort of hiccup happens in the draft. They find something in someone's physical. Like, it's just it's just weird to me that you can't solidify who you're drafting before you draft them. Yeah. So, um, Hi guys, welcome to another episode of uh, The Average Height Guys. I'm Dirk. I'm Mike. Um, today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to talk more sports adjacent and we're going to talk about uh, average movies. Uh, average sports movies. So uh, we made a little bracket here. We did uh, 16 of the... Most awesomely bad average sports movies that we could come up with.
1: Yeah, and the criteria is that it had to be under 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I believe wasn't hard to find awesomely bad movies.
0: We have some high-class honorable mentions. Uh, The Next Karate Kid, Angels in the End Zone, Slapshot 2, uh, Caddyshack 2. Um, These are movies that we we didn't want to put on the list because... They had really good original movies. They're just terrible sequels. Um, so we came up with with some about sixteen movies here. Ranked them. We've got four regions to go over here. Uh, we're just gonna jump right into it. Uh, the uh, The number one overall seed coming in at zero percent. We have the movie Ed, starring uh, Matt LeBlanc and a monkey. Uh, the four seed that it's going up against is Basketball, which came in at forty two percent Rotten Tomato score.
1: I mean, right here off the bat, you're looking at a tough matchup for the number one
0: overall seed. I would say so. Uh, I mean, based on the rankings, by ranking them in reverse uh, tomato meter score, I think that was the right way to rank them. However, what I will say is that this is a very tough matchup. Basketball being one of my all-time favorite sports comedies.
1: I mean, not only just all-time sports comedies. I just say it's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's yeah. hilarious. It's from the creators of South Park, which is also hilarious.
0: Trey Parker and Matt Stone, absolutely phenomenal job with this movie. Uh, some of the some of the sketch comedy that they can come up with is just unbelievable. I mean, I'm sure you've seen uh, Book of Mormon as well. Yeah, of course. Um, Book of Mormon, another Trey Parker, Matt Stone masterpiece. Um, I have baseball upsetting the number one seed here very easily as as awesomely bad as it is to watch a monkey throw a baseball so
1: you're telling me that's not possible
0: i'm not i didn't say it's not possible what i'm saying (laughs) is that it is awesomely bad to watch a monkey have a repeatable pitching motion um, which just doesn't seem plausible i mean matt leblanc carried that movie (laughs) clearly i mean who doesn't love matt leblanc
1: I mean, I mean, other than Joey from Friends and his spinoff, Joey, that wasn't
0: really also critically acclaimed. He also had Episodes, which was... Uh, loosely, episodes was fantastic. Which was also loosely based on other characters he's yeah. played.
1: So, I mean, with that being said, I do believe that we do have the first upset of the day. I, <laughs> I mean, it's hard. it's hard when you put probably one of the best sports comedies and best movie in my mind up against the number one overall seed. But... It's not about which was the worst movie. It's about who we believe was the, uh, had the better movie and I, we both agree right, that. Right, so we're
0: going favorite movies on this, not like which one's actually worse. So we have like the reverse order of the, the percentages yeah. probably here. So I wouldn't be surprised if like a four seed or a three seed ends up winning this whole thing. Exactly. Um, so
1: with that being said, we have Baseball moving on. Uh, next in that bracket, we have the number two seed, uh, Adam Sandler favorite, Waterboy at 31%. Against an underdog story, Little Giants, at thirty six percent, we both had two football movies against each other. One comedy, I mean, the other one you can also say comedy, but it's more coming of age.
0: Yeah, and you know it's a classic Giants Cowboys rivalry there that they that they pull off. Uh, Sorry they couldn't involve your Redskins. Yeah, my Redskins Um, didn't deserve to be. But it's it's a great coming of age movie. Um, It came out when I was a kid. I've seen it countless times uh it's just it, it's one of those feel-good stories i haven't watched it in several years i'm not really sure how it holds up um the waterboy however i have seen recently and it cracks me up every I, single time i watch i it.
1: actually seen uh, i saw the waterboy uh two days ago it was on tv and i whenever i flip through the channels and i see waterboy on tv no matter if it's a f- few days apart i'm gonna watch it
0: it's one of my all-time favorite it's my it's one of my go-to remote drop movies if i see it on the guide i'm i'm absolutely watching it uh, for me, this is a no brainer that the Waterboy moves on. I also agree with
1: that. I mean, Little Giants was a great movie for when I was five years old. But Waterboy was a, is a great movie no matter how old I am.
0: Since I was five years old. Since now. I was
1: five years old, I was still watching Waterboy.
0: No, no, I was, I mean, it because was...
1: mama, 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 mama's never wrong. I'll tell you that. And in this sense, Waterboy's never wrong. Yeah, Little Giants is the devil. So
0: go ahead and put Waterboy in the next spot there.
1: Waterboy's moving on, and they'll play baseball in the next round.
0: Um, Moving over to the next regional. uh, Next region, we have the number one seed, Rollerball, against the number four, The Replacements. I mean,
1: Rollerball. Not. I don't really say.
0: uh, Yeah, LL Cool J and Chris Klein, American Pie. I'm just
1: saying. I don't know if a lot of people would know what Rollerball is, but that movie was huge when it came out in 2002. Uh, uh, (laughs) But the thing is, I mean, it's a futuristic based game that just combines extreme sports with hockey with rollerblading. I mean, just like. But the funny thing to me is that the movie was like played. As in 2018, and right now we're in 2019, and I just find it funny how they couldn't have been any more wrong
0: with yeah, how all they those believe. movies that all those movies that perpetuate something in the future are, have definitely been wrong. We don't have flying cars. We're close to automatic driving cars, but uh, it, it's definitely not the same as anything that the movies have portrayed. Keep in mind, it is a remake from from a much older movie, which was
1: actually. Very, like, it was critically acclaimed. It was popular back in the 70s.
0: Yes, um, but, you know, like, like we mentioned before with the remakes and the and the sequels on the previous pod, it's uh, not my favorite, uh, but the See, replacements... But the thing is, remakes should
1: never be. I, I don't think remakes should ever have a stand in Hollywood. It's, it's yeah, terrible. Well, yeah,
0: there's a couple more on this list, too, that have some remakes, like the Bad News Bears and such, but we'll get there. The replacements, uh, Keanu Reeves... Great. Keanu Reeves is, you know, one of those one of those guys who, if he's in a movie, there's there's a high likelihood that it's it's going to be solid.
1: I mean, also not only that, uh, it
0: is the movie version of my Washington
1: Redskins. Uh, <laughs> I like yeah, to th- I, mean, I like to think you got the Washington is it Capitals in the movie. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's uh, it's a sh- the original team went on strike. Obviously, the names called the replacements. So what do you have, you have replacement players. And who, who other, who no other better than Keanu Reeves being the starting quarterback? Exactly. You have so. that, I forgot, I forgot his name, but the British kicker also it was oh. great. How he puts out a cigarette before every time he kicked a field goal. Yeah. And it was just, it's a funny movie yeah, it's too. Nice, it's great. It, and it.
0: Ragtag group of guys getting together to, to, you know, form a football team. Nobody thinks they're going to win any games. And look so what happens when they win. come they win some games. I mean, it's a very stereotypical movie. That's, yeah. it's, it's, very, it's very predictable. For me, I see the second straight upset,
1: just the number one seat. I see that the four seed going to take them down.
0: I mean, do I think it's a better movie? Absolutely, it's a better movie. Um, that's why it's, you know, 30, 38% higher on the Rotten Tomatoes scale. Um, and we're going but with movies that we like. And movies that we enjoy more. So exactly. which one did you enjoy more? Absolutely, I enjoyed The Replacements more. That's why the number four seed going to take this on to the next, next spot. And, uh... Next two
1: against three seed up in this bracket is another Adam Sandler movie, The Longest Yard, versus the number three seed, Rookie of the Year. So give me your case for why The Longest Yard was a better movie.
0: So The Longest Yard, um, another remake here, um, a remake of of the old Burt Reynolds movie. Uh, Burt Reynolds then makes the cameo ah, yeah, here. Yeah, then Burt Reynolds uh, is
1: the star of the next, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the remake.
0: Yeah, he got the, the big cameo spot there um but it is still a remake um but i don't understand why i got such such low reviews Again. um it uh, got 31%. 31% i was uh, shocked uh i really like this movie uh, i think it's very funny i think tracy morgan does a does a great job uh being on the sidelines <laughs> in the movie uh, i think his role in this movie is hilarious i mean Adam sanders even- just great when he when he realizes that the referees aren't calling the fair the fair game and they they throw the ball right, right at his uh, nether regions, if you will. Uh, it's to me the
1: great cast as well. They got former. You got Terry Crews. You got Terry Crews. You got Michael Irving. You got Bill Goldberg, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You got just a bunch of athletes and entertainers in this movie. I mean, you also got your
0: cameos in Chris Berman. I yeah, mean, Adam Sandler movies are known to have have Sports cameos. I mean, mean, not not Dan Patrick's been in countless of them. Uh, Chris Berman's been in them. Uh, Wasn't Jim Brome also in the longest yard? Jim Brome was in the longest yard. Um, Jim Brome was in another movie I just saw recently, too. Or no, it was I was watching on Netflix, uh, American Vandal. Jim Brome and Dan Patrick are in at the end of that as well. But I mean, for being 31%, I think is a crime.
1: But it's tough because, I mean, they're going up against rookie of the year, which is 35%. Which Henry has... Roland Gartner
0: uh, breaks his arm, becomes an unbelievable pitcher at, what is he, 10, yeah. 11 years yeah, old? I think at, and uh, with the Cubs at the time. I mean, it, it wouldn't be so <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. far out to think that a 12-year-old could pitch for the Cubs during that time of their
0: well, they could at that point, they could have taken anybody. Uh, now, nowadays, it's to be a little bit different. You yeah. have to look at a different team to, to make this. Maybe, maybe they could make rookie of the year with the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, but, but this one here, I mean, I I loved Rookie of the Year as a kid, but but like we talked about, Little Giants as a kid is a great movie, but does it really withstand the the test of time? Would you Would you turn it on nowadays? I mean, if there's nothing else on, yes, I'd watch it. But still, Longest Yard. If it's between those two, I gotta choose Longest Yard. If there's nothing else on, I'm going outside. Put Longest Yard in the next. Spot. Yeah. We've got another number. One, the third regional here. We've got the uh, number one seed, Joanna Man, ten percent against number four, The Ringer. Um, what I do, what I will say about The Ringer is that, uh, to my knowledge, uh, that they, they've done a lot with Special Olympics, and it's the relationship that they've built with that and Johnny Knoxville with the Special Olympics has surpassed the the reach of this movie. Uh, to me,
1: I believe both Joanna Man and The Ringer can't be. Made nowadays because they're both kind of controversial in their own right. You have Johnny Knoxville portraying a special ed person trying to win the Special Olympics when he's not even
0: when he's not special. Yeah,
1: I, but then Jordan Man. <laughs> I mean, for me personally, it's a great movie. You have an ex basketball player getting kicked out of his league, and he portrays a woman and goes into the women's basketball
0: league, and he becomes the best player. In their league, yeah, absolutely. And he showers with his clothes on, and it's it's a very stereotypical. You can you can write this movie a thousand times in your brain. Um, it's exactly as stereotypical as you expect it to be. The jokes are dated. Uh, that's why it, it got ten percent for a reason.
1: But The Ringer as well. There's great jokes in The Ringer. You scratched my CD was probably one of the biggest jokes for a while after that movie. Johnny Knoxville. I say, I mean, he was great in the movie. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he portrayed something that he wasn't, kind of yeah. like Radio with Cuba Gooding Jr.
0: Um, yeah, yes and no. I think The Ringer and Radio are totally different. They the are totally they handle, different. The way that they handle, uh, you know, disabilities. Uh, the Ringer, I think, it, it just for me, it expands beyond the movie itself, uh, just because of what what they've done with the Special Olympics. The Special Olympics is absolutely. Uh, you know, enamored with with some of the things that that has gone on, and they've continued to support it. The the, the athletes that were in the movie The Ringer are truly Special yes. Olympics athletes, and and just, actors they they are actor. I mean, they're aspiring actors and actors now with you know credible uh, resumes, and for them to use true athletes is just it's it's really an honor to to Special Olympics more so than. But
1: with controversies aside, like what movie I actually enjoyed more, I actually do like Joanna Man. I think it's a cult classic in my mind. I That was probably, honest, one of the first sports comedies movies I've ever seen. I, I thought it was hilarious, and I still think it's hilarious. I think that Joanna Man's moving
0: on in my mind. Who do you think is moving on? Well, you've got the pen in your hand, and you're right in the bracket, so it looks like Joanna Man's moving on. In the next, uh, the bottom half of the bracket, we've got the game plan with The Rock. And that is going up against a play-in game. So we're going to handle the play-in game first. Play-in game is the Bad News Bears versus Major League.
1: Which franchise was more awesomely bad? In my opinion, not a lot of people like the sequels to the original Major League. I I mean, Major League 2 got a 5% on Rotting Tomato and Major League 3, I think, got 23%. Me, personally, I enjoyed every single Major League movie, especially uh, number two, which was terrible in other people's minds. Because it was
0: actually terrible.
1: I I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm not someone...
0: I mean, the first Major League is good.
1: The first Major League is great. you got Willie Mays Hayes. you got The Wild Thing. You've got
0: uh, Jobu. You've got... He's
1: got to sacrifice a live chicken before every game.
0: You have to. You you put a head cover on the bat. You you have the voodoo doll in the in the locker. You've got the the cardboard cutout of the owner, and they're taking the the, yeah because they want a winning
1: streak. So if you take the
0: if every game you win, you have to take off an article of the of the clothing. It's like it's funny. It's it's a classic movie, Um, and that's why we had to put it up against this other classic series, the uh, Bad News Bears. There's been a couple Bad News Bears movies. They've remade them in recent years. they remade the original. Um, But the Bad News Bears 2 and then the god-awful Bad News Bears 3, which was Bad News Bears Go to Japan, Uh, I just don't understand how they would even think about going to Japan. You're telling me for the first two movies, these teams have been known for just causing havoc around the baseball field, yet they get to be the ambassadors to Japan. (laughs) It just doesn't It doesn't make any sense.
1: I mean, in the 2005 Bad News Bears, I think it was pretty good. It did get, I believe, a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes, so just made our criteria. I mean, that's also a classic coming-of-age kid comedy sports movie. But honestly, if Major League is on, every single time I'm going to watch Major League 2 over... I don't know you about got, that. You got but, it. You got the originals of both franchises being great, uh, but it's also being weighed down by their sequels.
0: But the Billy Bob Thornton, Bad News Bears remake. I I actually like that. He does a really good Morris Buttermaker. Uh, no I, and I that's why it. that was a great movie i would watch that over major league too i, I absolutely i would. mean we're at a I crossroads would. here so i think that we should do a little rock paper scissor i think you took the last one so i'm taking this one we're taking all right is this is only there a play-in game
1: okay fine but sometimes a play-in game those winners can advance
0: <laughs> but i would say that the original major league was great. the
1: best out of between movies of these two As far as, like,
0: we'll hold up, yes. But but that's not what
1: we're talking about. We can't advance it based on which original movie was Right,
0: especially because it was over the 50% threshold. Okay, Okay, so that that that
1: gives us Bad News Bears franchise against Game Plan. Game Plan? Uh, Terrible reviews. I liked it. Not only that, I don't want to really argue about this matchup because if The Rock's in the movie, I'm going to advance it. I don't (laughs) really... Unless there's a better
0: bad movie... The Rock is going made up in bad him. movies. There's no doubting that. I
1: mean, Scorpion King. You got game plan. Game I thought plan. was really
0: good. The little, the little girl. uh yeah, was, You know, he thought he didn't have a kid,
1: and then all of a sudden, oh, you're not only a football player, you're and a bachelor, you're a dad. I mean, it's
0: much better than the Tooth Fairy. Oh, way better than the Tooth Fairy. Um, but, <laughs> but still, the Tooth Fairy, just because it has The Rock, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a homer for The Rock the way that you are. Oh, I love but him. Dwayne
1: The Rock Johnson, man. He is I, a I great love actor. The Rock, but.
0: He but, is the wealthiest actor uh, But I will admit, when when something he does is not not so hot. Well, yeah, Tooth Fairy wasn't a good movie, but I will watch it just because of Rock's in it. But in this
1: case, I am moving the game plan on.
0: I'll take it as, as one of the, as a better, awesomely bad movie than Bad News Bears.
1: Okay, because once again, the, uh, even though Bad News Bears, the original one, was critically acclaimed, you can't really move it on just based on
0: that. I mean, you can, but we're not going to. So we're going to take the uh, the game plan there. Um, you know the Rock fulfilling his uh, his lifelong dream of playing in professional football. I mean, he so. wasn't bad at Miami. No, but he didn't get he didn't play pro the way that he wanted to. He took the so. smarter route. Yep, he's definitely doing doing very well for himself. <laughs> I don't
1: think he regrets it
0: one bit. All right, the final region we've got uh, the one versus the four. Uh, the four seed being kicking and screaming at forty percent. Uh, fantastic movie, and then uh, with Will Ferrell, and then we got Bench Warmers, which is in Adam Sandler production. Not an Adam Sandler movie. So um, you're telling me three Adam Sandler sports movies made the tournament? The guy loves sports. He's a big sports nut. And uh, it doesn't surprise me that that he's made a lot of sports movies. And he's made sports movies that we couldn't even put on here because they're actually good. Yeah. Like uh, Happy Gilmore. So, I mean, Bench Warmers is absolutely hilarious. It's a story about misfit adults playing little league rec, <laughs> rec league baseball. Um, and it's it's very silly. It's exactly what you expect from, from Happy Madison Productions. Kicking and screaming, you have Will Ferrell. Yeah. I mean,
1: and kicking and screaming is kind of like Little Giants. You have an underdog team going against the big bad of the, the, relatives. the league and the relatives. But in this case, you have Will Ferrell going against his father, saying how... Father didn't want his son, uh, Will Ferrell's son, on the team, so he benched him. So then, what does he do? Will Ferrell forms his own team. They were utterly garbage. So then they got these two Italian boys on their team, and then they became one of the best teams in the league.
0: Yeah, they brought in some ringers, just like in Little Giants when they brought in uh, who was the kids PJ or whatever his name was. Uh, They brought in the quarterback and totally flipped the script, and they started winning games. Very similar to Kicking and Screaming. Kicking and Screaming I mean, has tons of one-liners, just as every Will Ferrell movie not does. Not only that, Mike Ditka. They do have Mike Ditka. Kicking and Screaming. And uh, Will Ferrell's
1: success goes to his head in mostly every other Will Ferrell movie as well, I and mean, he just becomes an arrogant SOB, drinking all the coffee on the sideline, screaming at the kids, hence the name Kicking and Screaming.
0: Yeah, and Benchwarmers, um, you got John Heater, who was Napoleon Dynamite, also in I mean, Blades of Blades Glory. Blades of
1: Glory with another Will Ferrell.
0: Um, correct, and the you know it's a it's a decent movie. I didn't love it. Uh, I'm very happy moving, kicking and screaming out.
1: I agree with you, and I I, I say that the last number one seed's down.
0: I'd say so. So the the final of the opening round, we've got another uh, playing game. We've got the Mighty Ducks franchise versus the Air Bud franchise. This is a no brainer to me. The Mighty Ducks are. Are my all time favorite movie. They're so maybe the best hockey movie ever made. That's not better than Goon. No, <laughs> okay, it is better than Goon, but it's not better than Slapshot. I mean, Goon um, got like 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Goon was a, shocking to me. Goon but was very okay. Slapshot is phenomenal. So
1: tell me, how do you feel that Mighty Ducks were rated poorly on all three movies? Because you stand by them being one mm. of your favorite movies and one of the best, even with the
0: sequels. Absolutely. And actually, it's weird to me that, that D2, which I think is actually the greatest sequel, let alone the greatest movie of this trilogy, uh, got a 20% when the original movie got 23%. So with that, it's just like, it's crazy to me to think that these movies that had that not only formulated so much of my childhood, but ultimately birthed a, an NHL franchise uh, there's, there's a legitimate NHL franchise who's won Stanley Cup who's won the Stanley Cup named after this team so I'll say that was a movie
1: I'll say this though as much as we're talking about mighty ducks it sounds like we're moving them on and we haven't even talked about air Bud
0: well that's and their franchise that's because the Air Bud franchise had five movies in it, of which I only knew that there was two. Not only
1: that, I feel like Air Bud
0: had more. Because every year,
1: it just seems like you have a straight-to-DVD Air Bud movie.
0: The vast <laughs> majority of them were. Uh, what I will mean, say, the though, is Air Bud, Air, Bud, right. Air Bud had some phenomenal puns in their names. Because the second one was Golden Receiver, and he played football. You had World Pup when he played soccer. You had Seventh-inning Fetch. <laughs> uh, and you had Airbud spikes back. Well, unfortunately, we can't move
1: them on based on their punning titles, but we're basing them on what movie we like better, and we both agree that Mighty Ducks franchise trumps Airbud.
0: Absolutely. So that brings us to the uh, to the actual uh, first round matchup, not the playing game. The Mighty Ducks franchise going up against Marlon Wayne's the Sixth Man. I mean,
1: the Sixth Man. It, it was hilarious. You you're, you have two basketball players that were great, but one of them died because of a heart attack. And he comes back as an angel and helps Marlon Wayne's character be the best basketball player he can be.
0: Yeah, he helps the whole team win. Uh, he's guiding balls in. He's helping people dunk by lifting them higher. They're catching rebounds they're not supposed to get. Um, it's a very fun movie. It's a very childish movie. It's extremely predictable, just as you would expect. It's another Marlon Wayne's production movie. Like... Obviously, but it, it's you got to have the comedy. It's great. I think it's a great movie. It's one I saw it when I was a kid. I saw it in the movie theaters. I remember it being great. I watched it, I want to say, two to three years ago. Um, it definitely doesn't hold up, but I, I still enjoyed it. It, it brought me I back. Mean, it,
1: it's a movie that you watch and it brings a smile to your face. Nothing more than that. I, I wouldn't necessarily watch it whenever it's on.
0: I am choosing Mighty Ducks beating the six man. I am as well. I mean, I'm I'm appalled when people haven't seen them. Uh, not that I've met that many people that haven't <laughs> seen them.
1: When you say Mighty Ducks, I, yeah, I don't see one person saying, oh, I get "What is it, that?"
0: I get it if you ha- if you never saw the third one when they go to college or prep school or whatever they call it. Um, but in reality, the first two Mighty Ducks movies they go hand in hand.
1: Even the first Mighty Ducks movie, well, I. I it it's, was great. Incredible.
0: it's great. It's great. great. I can't believe that I, we had to lump them together because we couldn't put them both on the list separately. Exactly. Uh, now we're in the Elite Eight. The Elite Eight can going to go a little bit faster since we've done a little breakdown on the... So starting off with
1: uh, number four seed, basketball against number two seed, Waterboy. This is the toughest matchup in my opinion, I think.
0: Yeah, you were talking about the Women's World Cup setting up bad matchups. <laughs> <laughs> this is really oh. tough for me. Oof. The Waterboy may be my all-time most quoted movie. Uh, basketball is, however, one of my all-time favorite movies as well. Oh. Uh,
1: yeah, this is a tough matchup for me, one. man. I mean, the Waterboy is more of a classic than Basketball. Not everyone the knows is baseball.
0: Re- the The Waterboy has has a better uh, rewatch value. It, I, it's I got, mean, The replay value is on the Waterboy. And I will, is higher than and the replay I will value say
1: this. Baseball. The jokes in Basketball, not a lot of people will find funny. Um,
0: there's a lot of stuff in Basketball that I find funny. No,
1: that we find funny. I'm just saying to the average human being. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in the Waterboy that people don't find for. I have not met... So. my. I, just, I watched Waterboy two days ago with my stepdad and he was dying of laughter from Waterboy. It's, it's there because... It, I I just think a very that, well done movie. And I think Waterboy will hit on...
0: Let's move it on.
1: Okay. So Waterboy move moves through.
0: on for me. Water, I, I agree. Waterboy moves to the final four. On the other half, half of that, we did a face them in the final four. We've got the... Longest yard against the replacements. Uh, another football-football matchup. Uh, a, a possibility for an Adam Sandler matchup <laughs> here in the, in the final and you four. you know what? I'm going to say the Adam Sandler matchup is going to live on, in my
1: opinion, because I, I think the longest yard is a great movie. Once again, I'm shocked that it got a
0: 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It, It got a lesser percentage than the replacements by about ten percent, and I agree with you that I think it's gonna be it's gonna be moving on. Who would you rather
1: have as a quarterback, Keanu
0: Reeves or Adam Sandler? Um, I'd rather have Adam Sandler because I I think that Adam Sandler actually knows sports a little bit more than Keanu. Um, I I think think Keanu Reeves. I think Keanu Reeves is a better actor than Adam Sandler, but I do think that Adam Sandler would be a better like if I I had to play pickup ball. If if I had to play pickup ball with these guys, I'm taking Adam Sandler. So he is the more athletic. Yeah, he's got to be able to throw. Like, If I had to pick one of those guys to quarterback my team in real life, I'm picking Adam Sandler.
1: And I do think that we're going to have an Adam Sandler matchup in the Final Four with Waterboy against the Longest
0: Yard. Absolutely. Let's fill in the other the other half of the Final Four here, making their way to Indianapolis for the Final Four. Just kidding. It's not an Indy this year. We've <laughs> <laughs> um, got uh, Jawanaman versus The Game Plan. So this is... I made,
1: my, I made my case for Joanna Man earlier, how I did, it was the first sports comedy movie I've ever seen and I fell in love with, but I also made my case for The Rock. And it's true, and you told
0: me that you'd never vote against The
1: Rock, so I, this is tough. I said, unless there was a better movie. So with that being said,
0: game plan moves on. Game plan's on. Rounding out the final four, we've got Kicking and Screaming versus the Mighty Ducks franchise. See, if you see on my sheet of paper, I already penciled in Mighty Ducks. This is an audio medium, Michael. They can't see anything.
1: And that's why I'm visualizing (laughs) it for them. I I think that there's no contest. I think Mighty Ducks is way better than Kicking and Screaming.
0: I'm not here to disagree with you. Because I know
1: you personally, you love Mighty Ducks. I said earlier.
0: I'm a hockey guy myself. Um, I've never really been a big soccer guy. To
1: me personally... They're I'm not. not a, I'm not a hockey guy, or I do like to watch soccer, but I've never played either sports, so that does not go into factor for me. I just I'm saying based on the better movies, and I think Mighty Duck is a better movie than.
0: Gave birth to you know uh, the career of Joshua Jackson. So, so with that, we have the final four. Where's the final four this year, Dirk? Uh, I don't even know. It's too. It, we haven't even started preseason college basketball. I can't think about the. Let's just say indie. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it, I feel like it's always an indie. Every every so many years, it's an indie. So, the matchups we have are Game Plan versus Mighty Ducks
1: and Waterboy versus Longest Yard. So, let's start with the Adam Sandler matchup. Two great
0: Adam Sandler football movies. So, we got, yeah, two great Adam Sandler football movies. I Personally, I'm going with Waterboy on this one. It's, it's more rewatchable in my eyes. I happen to quote it every day almost. Just something here or there. Um... All of the scotch and water hold the scotch. It's a phenomenal line when he's at the party when he brings in the, the frog leg cakes. It's just, the Colonel Sanders, the, oh, yeah. the medulla amangata. Every, Michigan, every, Michigan experimenting with their towel boy at wide receiver. I just think everything about Waterboy is great.
1: I I, I don't think there's a bad part of Waterboy.
0: I mean, uh, a little bit with you know the you know handy capable people and well, it's
1: more of a stutter.
0: It's more of a stutter, but, you know, sometimes it, the perception that, you know, that he's dumb and that the stutter is, you know, goes hand in hand with being dumb. Uh, I get that, but it's a I classic just, Adam Sandler yeah. movie. I think it's better than Longest Yard, in my opinion. I, I think it's more rewatchable. I agree. Um, so, we have Waterboy going to the finals. Waterboy is in the finals for us.
1: And then the next matchup is game plan against Mighty Ducks.
0: I gotta go Mighty Ducks. Um, I mean... I literally
1: just said I can't go against the Rock unless there's a better movie. But this is actually but, two movies. But I am I am basing this off of Mighty Ducks, the original Mighty Ducks. And as much as I love Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I am going with Mighty Ducks.
0: I mean, Emilio Estevez in the first movie, he gets the DUI. He's got a, he's a lawyer. He gets the DUI. He's got to pay, pay his dues to society by by coaching pee wee hockey. He's coaching against his old hockey coach, uh, the Hawks being the premier team of the league. The Ducks come in, District 5. They don't even have a team name. They don't have pads. They don't have jerseys. They end up being called the Ducks because Mr. Ducksworth, one of the other lawyers, helped sponsor them. It's fantastic. It's one of the, one of the great, great movies. I still don't understand how, how it's rated so low.
1: <laughs> okay, and so that gives us the final matchup. Waterboy against Mighty Ducks. Me personally, I can't. I love Waterboy. I love Waterboy. I I love Waterboy so I got one vote Waterboy. So either Dirk has to say agree with me on Waterboy and that's the outright winner, or if he does say Mighty Ducks, we have to have a tiebreaker.
0: It's just it's so tough. Uh, it's tough for me. But I guess it, if we're talking awesomely bad movie, we didn't really want to go franchises. Mighty Ducks happened to make it a long way for a franchise, but. I think so, wait, are you telling me you're picking against the Mighty Ducks? I might be. I might be. I need about like six seconds to think about this real quick in okay, my brain. Okay, guys. So, the... Uh,
1: Let Dirk have his peaceful quietness. Yeah, I think Waterboy's the winner. Oh, game there game. it is. And the Waterboy is the winner of our awesomely bad movie bracket. So, Who would have guessed? I think a lot of people. I think yeah. a lot of people because Waterboy I haven't met one person that does not like that movie.
0: I'm sure they're out there. Not, but I have not met them. But, um, but yeah, so anyways, that's what we've got for, for the best of our uh, bad movies. That are actually
1: good. That people like to think otherwise.
0: So, um, if you guys have any any comments about those, uh, feel free to reach out to us somehow. Rate us, review us on, on whatever podcast channel you listen to us at. And for Average Height, guys, I'm Mike. And I'm Dirk. Have a great week.